All right, we're all here. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming to the Geek So To Speak Thanksgiving potluck. I greatly appreciate it. Shaf greatly appreciates it. And we appreciate you. Without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast. This podcast holds a special place in our hearts and gives us the opportunity to release our inner geek every week. So again, thank you. Now, with the pleasantries out of the way, let's get eaten because I am starving. I brought the turkey. Thank you very much. Uh, Mark, what did you bring? Um, I brought uh, uh, beets, just a bunch of beets in a jar. Well, it's in a can, but I put it in a jar. Yeah. All right. That's a new one. But you know what? We're thankful to have you. Thanks, Mark. Vactor. What did you bring for Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah! I brought some collard greens! Mm, 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 in my tummy! All right, thanks, Factor. We appreciate that. Nice to have a little variety on Thanksgiving. Shaf, what did you bring? Oh, um, well, I brought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. You, you brought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3? Yeah, yeah, the, the third one. You know, where they, like, go back in time and stuff? Shaf, this is a potluck. We're supposed to have food. Yeah, you said bring something to roast. (laughs) Well, you got me there, pal. You got me there. Come on, Shaf, well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, Shaf, it's time to let our geek speak. I hear you, Rob, my geek speak has crazy tech. We move up Marvel, DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek News all day! We're gamers too! We play for fun! I'm Trekkie Proud! Bazers to stand! Film and TV! Our force is strong! Geek So To Speak! Where you belong! Geek So To Speak! 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 Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak Podcast, your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, TV shows, comic books, video games, geek news, trailers, and everything in between. And this week is a little different because it is Thanksgiving. That's right. Another year, another Thanksgiving is here, and we are thankful for you, loyal listeners, for joining us for another Thanksgiving roast Thank you so much. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live from Southern California, and on the line with me is my best friend and co-host and nemesis, the man who always brings the Thanksgiving stuffing, Shaf. How's it going, Shaf? (laughs) Gobble, gobble, fellow geeks. How's it going? <laughs> we appreciate you being here. Uh, I want to give everybody a disclaimer just right off the top. If it sounds like I'm sick, it's because I am, but I'm not going to, or at least I'm going to try my best not to snort 
and gurgle and sneeze into the microphone. But what we are going to do and what I am going to try my absolute best to do is give you all the geeky goodness you are used to from Geek So To Speak podcast. Again, this is our Thanksgiving roast episode. If you're familiar and you're a longtime listener, you'll know that our Thanksgiving episodes are just a little bit different. Instead of doing all the latest and greatest geek news, we take a little bit of time to roast a holiday classic. And this year is no different. We're going to be doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 a quote-unquote classic. Also, <laughs> well, to be fair, it's because it's Thanksgiving and we are off uh, doing other things instead of podcasting. So we are recording this one a little early, but don't you worry because all the geeky content is still hot and fresh. Now, if you're not already subscribed, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform it is you're listening to us on. While you're at it, if you want to find us on Anchor, which is anchor.fm slash geek hyphen so hyphen to hyphen speak hyphen podcast, I think. You're so good or, at that. You're so good at that. <laughs> thanks, Shop. Or uh, check the show notes because we do have very eloquently put show notes, if I do say so myself, and the Anchor information is also there. But if you find us on Anchor, you can always leave us a nice voicemail, and anybody who leaves us a voicemail will have it played on the show, regardless if it's a nice compliment, regardless if it's criticisms of the show, regardless regardless if it's you just uh, farting on a snare drum. <laughs> we will put it on for you, the listeners. I'm going to put so, it on you, girl. Also, if you uh, are so inclined... On the anchor.fm website, <laughs> anchor.fm slash geek slash so slash to slash speak slash podcast, <laughs> uh, you can also find a little donation button where you can donate to the podcast. Again, if you're so inclined, or you can set up monthly donations. Again, not required, but appreciated. It helps keep the lights on over here at Geek So To Speak Podcast. And uh, by keep the light on, I mean buys monsters from me for my charismatic energy during the show. And buys Shaf, let's say V Bucks, V Bucks for yeah for Fortnite for Fortnite because <laughs> you got to keep Shaf happy. Yeah, that's right, you got to keep it. He's got to be happy, and that's the only way to do it is to give him V Bucks. <laughs> uh, but all joking aside, we do have monthly contributors to the podcast, and we greatly appreciate you. Another thing we're thankful for. But if you want to join the Geek Nation. With even a dollar a month, we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you very much. And lastly, if you want to reach out to us directly outside of Anchor, whether you want to suggest a geek movie torture, some geek news for us to talk about, questions for the show, or anything in between, you can reach out directly at geeksotospeakpodcast at gmail.com. All right. We got all that out of the way. Now, normally on a normal episode shop, we would talk to each other about our weeks we'd have our weekly updates but true true we just recorded the latest episode of geek so to speak podcast where we're reviewing ghostbusters afterlife a day ago so there's not much to report <laughs> and again it is a special episode so we'll skip past that and have nice life updates for the following week uh, but we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast because next week is a very special week indeed all right, so since we're not doing life updates, we would skip straight into direct directions, <laughs> corrections, but we don't have any directions to the corrections this week, again, because we only just recorded the episode last week, right? But we do still have a corrections department named Mark, who still likes to give recommendations every week, even on short notice. So we are going to hand the mic over to Mark with his segment, 
interview with the Corrections Department to let him tell us what he's thankful for this Thanksgiving. Take it away, Mark. Hello once again, and welcome back to another in-review segment with Mark from Animation Fascination. I want to wish everybody a happy Turkey Day. And this week I went with a little themed review from the 2013 film Free Birds. It's currently streaming on Netflix. This film, like I said, was released in 2013. It is, its tagline says it's the greatest turkey movie of all time. It was a computer animated science fiction comedy film about two turkeys traveling back in time to prevent their kind ending up on the menu for Thanksgiving. It was produced by Real Effects Creative Studios as its first theatrical fully animated feature film. This is the, that same studio that did the, the 90s TV series reboot that I'm sure uh, many people around our age would have watched when they were younger. Film was co-written, co-written? <laughs> film was co-written and produced by Scott Mosier, who is also a long time collaborator of Kevin Smith. The film also stars the voices of Owen Wilson, Woody Harrelson, Amy Poehler, uh, with supporting roles done by George Takai. George Takai actually plays the time machine uh, voice in the film. Colm Miani, Keith David, and Dan Folger. So like the basic plot of the, this film is after years of fruitless warning of his farmyard brethren of the coming Thanksgiving doom, Reggie the turkey finds himself spared as the animal pardoned turkey. However, Reggie's easy life is disrupted by Jake, a fanatic turkey who drags him along with the insane idea of going back in time to make sure turkeys are not part of the first Thanksgiving. Through foolhardiness and luck, the pair manage to take an experimental time machine to do just that. Now in 1621 at the Plymouth Colony, Reggie and Jake must find a way back to the future, while at the same time making sure that turkeys do not end up on the menu as part of Thanksgiving dinner. This film was, it was what it was. Uh, it does have a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. They had a few laughs in it. I, I did like the pairing of Amy Poehler and Woody Harrelson and Owen Wilson in the film. So if, if you do have younger kids, it, it is a good themed animated film to watch around this time of year. Because it's Thanksgiving, I do want to let everyone know how thankful I am of getting to do this podcast with Rob and Schaff and Vactor, some of my best friends, and I'm glad that I get to share doing this with them and geeking out. Also, very thankful for being able to work in film production this past year way more than I usually am. Thanks a bunch in part to my friend Chris Moss. No, his name's not Chris Miss, it's Chris Moss. And then, of course, I'm very thankful to married to my wife and be the father to my son. With that, I now send you guys back to Shop and Wonder Rob. Gobble gobble. All right. Thanks, Mark. He's thankful for free birds from 2013. <laughs> uh, hand, let's hand it to Mark, everybody. Let's just give him uh, a quick a quick applause and shout out because only him, only Mark would be able to find an animated movie based on Thanksgiving or centered around Thanksgiving within because a day's time. To within record. a day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so shout out, shout out to him. Let's see here. Uh, what did he say? He said, uh, go written. It was, it was co-written. <laughs> oh no, no, no. He said co-written. co-written. That's what really, that's what really made me laugh. <laughs> um, and also shout out to Owen Wilson, who will say yes to everything he's offered. 
apparently. He sure will, yeah. Have you heard of this movie, Free uh, Honestly, Birds? no, but the fact that it involves time travel makes me immediately interested. So, and it's got, it's got George Takei and time travel. Say no more. Count me in. I, I want to watch this. George Takei as the spaceship. How many times did the spaceship go, oh my. Oh my. Every yeah. time you hit the gas, oh my. <laughs> or is that the, that's the noise. You know, on Star Trek, when the doors would open on the Enterprise, they go, Every time a, a door opens on uh, this spaceship, it goes, oh my. <laughs> I, I like that there's probably no explanation why a couple of turkeys just happen upon a time machine. Like, <laughs> like that part is not relevant to the story. They just use the time machine. No, absolutely not. They Who probably cares? like ordered one off Amazon. Like it's like whatever the plot reason for having a time machine, it's got to be like something super simple and like they just found it on the street. You know, like it's like really dumb. Yeah, in a world where turkeys are speaking and time traveling, nobody cares about <laughs> yeah. the spaceship or anything else. Uh, so thank you for your Thanksgiving recommendation, Mark. We greatly appreciate it. And if we haven't said it already, we are thankful for you. Yes. And all your contributions. Yes, that's a word that I just made up. <laughs> contributions thank to you, Mark. Geek, so thank to speak you, Mark, podcast. so much for listening yes. to every episode in its entirety and making sure that we say all the right things. We appreciate it. Yes. That. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, now before we move on to Vactor for to see what he is thankful for this Thanksgiving, we're going to take a tiny, a tiny, the tiniest of breaks to hear from our sponsor, which is Anchor. And then when we come back, we're going to talk to Vactor about what he's thankful for this Thanksgiving. We'll be right back. Okay, thank you, Anchor. We're thankful for you, Anchor, for giving us a couple bucks here and there. Thank you so much. What are you going to do with your Anchor money, Shaw? <laughs> V-Bucks. <laughs> V-Bucks, that's right. I forgot. I should have just... I, yeah, idiot. I'm an idiot. Okay, uh, speaking of idiots, Vactor is not one because he loves everything and anything comics, and this week is no different. He has slapped us with his... His Thanksgiving recommendations under short notice again. So why don't we just, uh, you know what? There's enough talking. Let's just pass the mic. Factor, take it away, buddy. Oh, yeah. It's time for another episode of Factor Loves Comics, the show where I love comics and you should too. On today's episode, a special Thanksgiving edition of Factor Loves Comics. And because Wonder Rob and Shoff gave me all of two seconds to come up with this segment, I am going to tell you what I am thankful for. Instead of telling you what the best Thanksgiving comics are, I'm just going to tell you the comic I am most thankful for. It is, no surprise, anyone who knows me, Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples' Saga. Saga! Boys, 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 if you ain't reading Saga then you must have bumped your head. You missed out. Because Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples, Saga, is a sweeping tale of one young family fighting to find their place in the world when two soldiers from opposite sides of a never-ending galactic war fall in love, they risk everything to bring a fragile new life into a dangerous old universe. Fantasy and science fiction are wed like never before in a sexy, subversive drama for adults. The Onion AV Club calls it the emotional epic Hollywood wishes it could make. How about that, Hollywood? And actually, Rob's favorite eating establishment, Taco Bell, just recently had a saga 
commercial on the air with Saga cosplayers. And guess what? If you want to be Robin Schaaf and read on Comixology Unlimited, you can do that for free. Saga Volumes 1, 2, and 3, you can get on there. But, uh, boys, I, I must warn you, if you start this, you will not stop it. You will read it all 197 issues right away. And there's not that many issues. But you are going to love Saga. There's nine books out right now, and they're coming back very shortly, boys. You don't want to miss out on the comic that I am most thankful for, Saga. Wonder Rob, Shaw, you need to start your own saga and begin the journey. All right, so Vactor's back with no real um, Thanksgiving recommendations, or at least comics based on Thanksgiving, but he is thankful for Saga. He's thankful for Saga, but he is not thankful for his family. He's not thankful for uh, yeah, the you're podcast. right. Can't help but notice no thanks yeah. <laughs> came out of him, no unlike thank, Mark. No thank you, sir. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, th- there's no uh, clear way to say this, but yes, I have bumped my head, Factor. So that's why I haven't read this, and I appreciate the head-bumping shaming to stop. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Saga is is a comic that Vactor has talked to me about on several occasions, unlike Hitmonkey, which I only, I truly believe he only just discovered the other day and, and acts like he's the world's biggest fan of it. <laughs> but I know he's talked to me about Saga before, and if I... I think it's even in my comic book drive of his quote unquote found comics that he provides me with on a weekly basis. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I definitely Vector t- told me about Saga, um, but I already had Saga Volume One, uh, and I've read it. I've got I got I've got Volume Two, like actual like trade paperback, but I have not had a chance yet to read it. But knowing that both. Two, one, two, and three are on Comixology. That's pretty cool. So that that makes me happy that after I finish two, I can just go right into three. Now, granted, time is a commodity I don't have <laughs> right now. <laughs> so there has been no comic book reading recently. Uh, but I look forward to um, after the next couple of weeks are completed, that things start to slow down a little bit so that I have a little bit more time for that. But I, I am really looking forward to things coming up in the next couple of weeks. It's just going to be a, nice to be over that hump of things as well. So <laughs> you <yeah>. said hump. hump. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Vactor, for the recommendation. I'll put it on the list of things I'll eventually get to. Yes. And Vactor, we're very thankful for you for your submissions every week, giving us uh, not only good recommendations, but also filling up our Google drives with some great uh, comic book editions. Uh, you've introduced me to a lot of great stuff and, and keep it coming. We really appreciate it. Yes. And don't forget everybody to check out Factor's other podcast. Factor hosts a podcast called Seasons Change, where he's talking about movies that he's seen, comic books, general pop culture with his co-host, Jeff W., a great podcast. So when you're done listening to Geek, so to speak, go check out Seasons Change. And you know what? While we're on the subject of plugs, Go check out Mark Vibbert and Anne. <laughs> I almost said anal. 
<laughs> anal fascination. I don't know why. That's not what his podcast is called. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other category on the internet. That's just you guys. His search history. <laughs> exactly. Go check out Mark Vibbert's podcast, Animation Fascination, where he talks all things animation. They've been on a, a big hiatus, but there's a lot of uh, episodes in the back catalog. But I'm pleased to announce, although I don't think Mark has announced it officially, but we're going to break the news here that <laughs> animation fascination is going to be coming back in the year 2022. And it's going to be something you're going to want to subscribe to on your podcast platform. So go ahead and do it now so you're ready for all the latest updates of animation fascination. It's hard to say, Shaf, animation fascination. Well, if you're uh, Sean Connery. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I sound like Sean Connery. <laughs> or is it the cold? Fascination. It might be the cold just taking over. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough to really say. Um, now, before we move Junior. on, I want to take... <laughs> 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 before we move on, I want to take a moment, Shaf, to tell you what I'm thankful for, since oh. it is Thanksgiving, after all. I, of, co- I of course, am thankful for you, my best friend in the whole wide world, Shaf. I'm Aww. thankful for all the time we get to spend every week talking everything geek news. I'm thankful that way back in the year 2017, you had the bright idea to start a podcast after your failed podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and... Letting me be the first co-host and later promoting me to our official co-host because this has been a bright spot in my life for the past four years. So I do appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'm also thankful for my Xbox Series X, uh, without whom I would not be playing Halo Infinite multiplayer or Fortnite uh, or making a YouTube page. Well, I guess I would be making a YouTube page without it. But I'm thankful for my Xbox. I'm thankful for my PlayStation. I'm thankful for my computer. Thankful for for all the Ninja Turtles behind me. And I guess, I suppose, my beautiful wife and my lovely little boy. Uh, (laughs) Oh, and Spider-Man No Way Home coming out in December. (laughs) I am also thankful for that. And Doctor Strange. I was worried you were going to say you were thankful for your ex's box. And I was like, oh... Dang, we're going there. Okay. <laughs> but that's that's what I'm thankful for this year, buddy. Well, those are some great things to be thankful for. First of all, let me say thank you for thanking me. That's that's really sweet. Um, second of all, I am thankful for you, Wonder Rob. Oh, uh, you're only saying that because I said you. No, well, I'm contractually obligated to yes. reciprocate. Yes. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I like that. That's that's the nature of our 69ing relationship here. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> must be mutual satisfaction. Um <laughs> no, but in reality, uh you know, Wonder Rob and I we're we're not just, you know, co-hosts who who, you know, this is a, a business thing. Like we do this for fun. It, it's become something that's a passion of ours and, and it gives us an opportunity to, to connect. And when we don't live in the same state, we don't get to hang out in any kind of frequency like we used to when we were both living in Phoenix. Um, you know, this is a great outlet for, for friendship. So I'm th- really thankful to have a best friend like Wonder Rob. I'm thankful to have a best man like Wonder Rob because in just a matter of, gosh, what is it? Uh, well, last in a week and a half, basically, uh, I'll be mm-hmm. getting married and, um, and it'll be great to have him, uh, beside me as I, as I take that next step. So, um, very thankful for you, Wonder Rob, for all the years of friendship, you're, you're dynamite. 
Yes, yes, yes. Um, as I I'll be right behind you, dressed as Doink the Clown. <laughs> and right behind you is Dink. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That'll be my little boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and, <laughs> I'm, and as I mentioned, I'm thankful to Mark and Vactor for joining us on the podcast and also being great friends as well. Um, I'm of course, extremely grateful to have reconnected with my fiance, Sarah, after many years of us being, um, uh, friends, but separated by time and distance, um, back together, uh, just perfect pairing, perfect couple, perfect partnership. Um, and also very thankful for my daughter, Emily, um, and, uh, the baby number two, uh, who is uh, on the way and due to, uh, add to our clan in April. So, um, just this, it's a great time to be alive, man. It's a great time to be a geek. And, uh, I'm very thankful for all the great movies yet to come in the MCU and, uh, even though Rob's not, I'm super thankful for Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you didn't hear the the review, just go. Why don't you go back and uh, listen to that? That's a, that's some saucy entertainment for you right there. <laughs> I'm right. not thankful for my ex's box, uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very thankful for the job that I have that allows me the opportunities to work from home and be close to my family and. Also that it's, you know, the type of position that I'm able to afford all the great geek merchandise and memorabilia and collectibles that are, that surround me. Um, it's just such a nice thing. So, um, yeah. We all know about your favorite positions, Shaf, okay? You don't have to go there. <laughs> Lady on her back style is Shaf's favorite. He's a pervert. Yeah. Anyway. Real kinky shit. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, last but not least, Shaf, I think it goes without saying, we are thankful for the listeners. So yes. thank you, loyal listeners, for joining us every week on Geek So To Speak podcast. And even you new listeners and casual listeners, where we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Now, all the smushy stuff out of the way, real quick. Now, a normal episode of Geek So To Speak, just in case on the off chance this is your first time listening to Geek So To Speak, we would have discussed all the nerdy things that we indulged in on a previous week. We would be discussing all the corrections, if there were any, to be discussed from the previous episode. We would be discussing all the latest and greatest geek news before we get into the main topic, but of course we're not doing that this week because, again, we are recording this episode just a little early because Thanksgiving is just around the corner and both of us will be unavailable to record around our usual time because of Thanksgiving. So, we don't have any geek news to report because the geek news hasn't happened yet. So, please join us for our regularly scheduled content every weekend on Geek So To Speak podcast because we are your source for all things geek and we take great pride in that. But, we're going to move forward because we do have a Thanksgiving roast on deck for you guys of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, but we're going to take a tiny little break first to tell you where you can find us on social media, and then when we get back, we're going to get the knives out, the forks out, we're going to put the napkins in our shirt collar so we don't get any mess all over our tummies and chest because we're going to dissect and dive into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. We'll be right back. Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. 
And Shoff's here too. We're taking a short break from all the geek news to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Find us on Facebook at Geek So To Speak Podcast and join the Geek Nation. It's the best way to stay up to date on all the latest geek news and extra stuff we don't get to cover on the show. You can also find us on Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast and Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC. Also, if you want to suggest a topic for geek news, a review, or even a geek movie torture, you can email us at Geek So To Speak Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribed and leave us a nice review for a sexy shout out on the show. Thank you so much for listening. Same geek time. Same geek channel. And we're back. That's right. We're back. And it is time to roast Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Uh, this is our pick for the Thanksgiving roast. You know, in years past, we've roasted uh, Thor, the Dark Thor, as we like to call it. Uh, <laughs> we've roasted the New Mutants because it had been delayed and delayed and delayed, and everybody was anticipating it being a horrible movie. And then we found out when we watched it, or at least I felt this way, I actually enjoyed it, <laughs> which was a surprise. Uh, so that was a roast, but a surprisingly enjoyable roast um we've we've done plenty of geek movie tortures over the years and uh this uh segment of our thanksgiving roast sort of grew out of that um but we've never reviewed this movie before and um both wonder rob and i love teenage mutant ninja turtles huge That's fans true. of the first movie huge big, fans of the second big movie. big big fans yeah secret of the ooze we quote it on a regular basis um, but it is a pretty much a consensus that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 is nothing like the first two movies, and it is not uh, widely uh, uh, enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to say the least. So it, it just seemed like a perfect movie to be our Thanksgiving roast. So um, without further ado, Wonder Rob has gathered a whole bunch of cool facts and <clears throat> and uh, figures and stuff related to the, the Ninja Turtles movie, and uh, go ahead, take it away. All right, let me tell you some facts, like I likes to anytime we roast a movie around here. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 was released March 19th, 1993. It was released against the same week, a movie called Time Runner, starring Mark Hamill. Have you ever <laughs> heard of that movie? Uh, I have never heard of that movie. No. And, and you know what? I, I see these, these titles, and I'm going to let you say them, but I'll tell you right now, not a single one. Stands out. I have no <laughs> idea what any of these movies are. Well, when the movie came out, I think you were 10, right? I was. Or 9. I was 10, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm uh, sorry. I was 9. I hadn't yet had yeah. my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So it was before your birthday. So, of course, only one of the movies that came out this week would really speak to you, I'm sure, which is <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I was 10 when this came out. Anyway... Uh, Time Runner starring Mark Hamill looks terrible. I looked into it out of curiosity and it looks bad. And I think there's a reason why we've never heard of it. Uh, a movie called Manufacturing Consent. Point of No Return, which I have not seen, but I've seen the cover art a lot. When I worked at Hollywood Video, this one would always catch my eye because it's got a lady in a, uh, a like a like a, a tight black dress, almost like almost like Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies, and she's holding a gun, and she's got short red hair. I always thought it was Leah Thompson. 
So it would always catch my eye. I don't think it's her. Oh, Bridget Fonda. Okay, yeah, Bridget Fonda's hot. Yeah, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, but I would. That would always catch my eye. Of course, not enough to make me actually watch it, but I would. <laughs> I would still look at it. Another movie called Orlando, and a movie called Family Prayers. A bunch of winners, as you can tell, Shaf. Uh, the budget for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 was $21 million. It wow. made $12.4 million its opening weekend, and it made a total domestically of $42,273,609. Um, according to Box Office Mojo, it was not released internationally, so there are no international numbers or... They just don't have the international numbers. But either way, it made $42.2 million. Just to, to give you an idea, uh, adjusted for inflation today, Shaf, that's $80.7 million. Okay. So not exactly a hit compared to the movies that are coming out today. Billion no, dollar grossing movies. it basically broke movies. even when you consider what a film has to do uh, in order <laughs> to basically... Pay back the budget and whatever the cost. Advertising. Yeah, advertising, distribution costs, payroll, all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, right now, it's currently sitting at a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 34% audience score. On Metacritic, it's sitting at a 40 with a 5.2 out of 10 for the audience score. Um, I took some quotes from some critic reviews off Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the critics say, if the time-traveling gimmick has to be employed twice in a row, then it's probably best to banish these characters to the retirement sewer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another quote said, terrible conclusion to the trilogy. The first two were great comic cartoon adaptations, but back in time, what the hell is that about? <laughs> <laughs> and then one review really made me laugh. It was just one sentence. It said, two weren't enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny to me um so yeah so i have uh i have actually memories of going to go see this in theaters shaf i actually uh i was talking to my mom today making sure i had the facts right and just seeing if she remembered going to take me to see this which she did but i was living in a, a small town in northern california called oroville at the time but oroville or oral? is oral Oral, Oro, Oro, oh, but okay. not Oral, Bill. That's where that's the bedroom. That's where I live in the bedroom. <laughs> if you catch my drip shop. Uh, sorry, mom. Anyway, so we lived in Oroville, and it was a small town, right? So it didn't have a big theater. It had one theater in it, one movie theater, and the theater also doubled as like a theater for plays. So. It would, ha it would have a screen down when there were no plays, like traveling shows or the local theater companies doing it, and then it would pull the screen up and then okay. do, do theater. So we would have to go to the next biggest city, which was Chico. Uh, and we did that a lot for tons of movies. So my mom took me to Chico to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, and I was super duper excited, not because it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, although that was a big part of it, but also I remember vividly my mom told me, and the Ninja Turtles are going to be there. What? Like, what? We're gonna I get to meet Ninja Turtles? And my mom said yes. So my mom took me to this special showing where the Ninja Turtles were gonna be there. Uh, your mom's the best. She's pretty good. Uh I'm thankful thank, for your mom. Thankful for my mom too, everybody. <laughs> Just so you know. I got it and, out uh, first. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. And Miss Vactor while you're here. I know you're listening, Miss Miss V. Um anyway, so the Ninja Turtles were gonna be there. And turns out the Ninja Turtles weren't there, a Ninja Turtle was there still pretty good one out of four was uh, it a, was it a, a, an off-brand 
turtle? Was it oh, like, yeah. he wasn't, oh, yeah. he wasn't named the four. He was like named Clorox or something like weird. Clorox, the Clorox, <laughs> the turtle. Um, no, it's like, you, you know how, like, I haven't seen this in, uh, anything recent, but back when you and I were still in Arizona, you would go to like the midnight Marvel releases and there'd be people dressed like the Avengers. Oh yeah, totally. Like they would hire people, cosplayers, <laughs> to come stand around and take pictures on these big opening nights. It's the same thing. It was a cosplayer as a Ninja Turtle. I remember it was close looking to the Ninja Turtles, but I, there was a clear sense of like, this isn't a Ninja Turtle. He had like a big foam head and he had a costume that was a little too tight in certain areas of his body <laughs> uh, and a big foam shell, but I still took my picture with them and I was still happy to be there. And it is one of the first instances that I can recall of me walking out of a movie being a little disappointed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> after Super Mario Brothers, the movie, which I think also came out in 1993. I'll look it up while you're talking. Um, yeah, look that up. So that's my memory of going to go see this movie. And I've seen it, you know, a handful of times since. I don't, it's definitely not my favorite Ninja Turtles movie. It it has it there are some things in this movie I like, which we'll get into. But overall, it's definitely not the one I choose to watch on a regular basis, even if it's on TV. <laughs> so, uh, uh Super Mario <clears throat> Super Mario Brothers the movie came out in 1993, but specifically yeah. came out in May of 93. So, so this was first. This was the first, yeah. This was the first one. All right. The first disappointment. The first My cinematic friend. disappointment for Wonder Rock. Wow, yep, that's, yep, yep. that's some serious uh, history right there. I, I have actually memories of seeing all three Ninja Turtles movies in the theater. Like, they, they have stuck in my head. Um, interestingly enough, I don't remember much of my childhood, but I do remember going to see every Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> uh, do you, What's your experience with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3? So I have many memories of watching it at home, but I can't say for certain if I ever saw it in the theaters that much. I don't know. Um, as a kid, I don't remember going to the movies that much. And if it was, it was typically a Disney movie. Uh Um, it was a lot of cartoons. Like, I don't remember going to the, I can't even think the first movie I saw that wasn't like a cartoon in the theaters. Um, it wasn't until I think I moved to Arizona when I was 11 that I started to go to the movies a lot more. That was just a much bigger thing here, or I'm sorry, here in Phoenix when I moved. It be it was like you go to the mall and you go see a movie. Like that was like the big thing. So like it became and the the group of friends I was in like that was the thing to do. So that's when it really kind of kicked off for me about seeing movies in the theaters. But more often than not, we were watching like VHS tapes and stuff. But I definitely remember seeing this movie plenty of times as a kid. Well, good, good. And then we've seen it plenty of times since then, and most recently just. Today or yesterday, yeah. <laughs> depending on when you watched it. I watched it yesterday. I started I it yesterday, finished it today, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's just dive into this movie. This is not that great of a movie, Shaf. No, no, it's not. Um, we're going to be hopping all over the place. Obviously, we're going to be spoiling this movie, but let me give you a real quick synopsis of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. So the turtles are just enjoying themselves, having the time of their life, being... being Teenagers who happen to be anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic turtles trained in the secret art of ninjutsu uh, in the sewers, singing, dancing, the whole thing. And April comes and visits and she says, hey, guess what, guys? I'm at the flea market and I bought you all gifts. And one of the gifts she bought was a ancient scepter uh, 
probably for only a couple bucks. Coincidentally, you know, ancient uh, artifacts of ancient Japanese culture that should be in a museum, probably, but she found it at a flea market. It belongs in a museum. (laughs) And wouldn't you know, this ancient scepter is a time-traveling mechanism where if you hold it and somewhere in the past someone happens to have also held it who weighs exactly the same as you. <laughs> you will instantly be transported. You will switch places. So <laughs> can I just say, I know where you're getting the plot. That is so dumb. <laughs> Why did they feel the need to add the weight part? Like what if it's just, you're grabbing it at the same time, you know, like the weight thing is so dumb to me. Yeah. There's but a also, lot of, but also loose... it's, so, it's so arbitrary. Like, you have to imagine that other people have held this thing. Like the fact that it, this is the first time that in the 1600s, uh, it gets held for the first time. And the, then the turtles or, or April or whatever are holding it at the same time too. Like you have to imagine this has happened a bunch of times. <laughs> you, you would think, cause at any, at any point in time, as long as that thing exists, if one person holds it and the other person at any other time holds it and they happen to weigh exactly the same Boom, transported, you know, and you have to be holding onto it for a really long time, too, because it, it takes a little bit to wind up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you have to count that the person holding it in the past held onto it for at least 30 seconds to a minute. And the other and the other person looking at this thing, lightning shooting out of it, glowing and being yeah, like, would you what, really what's going to hold on onto this thing? That's, yeah, that lightning is coming out of it. I don't think I would. I think I'd be like, I'm going to drop this thing before I get shocked by it. <laughs> right. But no, 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 not April and not these ancient Japanese warriors. <laughs> but anyway, so the premise is, is that uh, April happens to hold it. And somebody in the past, a very, uh, a very thin and feminine man. <laughs> <gonna> say. <laughs> The only way Nothing this wrong works with is that. If, you, if you phrase it that way. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, oh, my boy's crying. <laughs> he woke up. Um, hold on a sec. Pause the podcast. Three hours later. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, guys. I had to step away from the mic there for just a second. You know how being a dad is. Anyway, like I was saying, a very, uh, a very thin man who happens to weigh the same as April O'Neil <laughs> just grabs the scepter and goes straight through time. And now April is trapped in feudal Japan. And it's up to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to hold this scepter and pray to God that four <laughs> people in, in feudal Japan at some point close to the time period where April went back also held the scepter. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, they did. But that really worked out for the turtles. And then... The, the time-traveling adventure goes on from there. All right. Um, so while we're talking about the time-traveling, we're going to be jumping all over the place in this movie here. But yeah. I want to point out how <laughs> the time-traveling function works according to the, this movie. So if, Shaf, if you were holding the scepter and somebody in the past held, was who weighs the same as you also held the scepter, you would both switch places and you would be wearing their clothes, <laughs> well, uh, to, but only to partially a, yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah. To a certain degree. Some, some things don't, <laughs> don't swap. Like for example, April O'Neil traveled back in time. She switched clothes, but her Walkman 
managed to make it back. Yeah, and her headphones. Yeah. And her headphones, uh, which has no batteries in it and is playing music despite the fact that it is disconnected from the Walkman. <laughs> Maybe the Walkman had a, speak, uh, a speaker on it. Um, and I was thinking about the the poor guy who traveled into the future and landed in April's clothes who's wearing who's now wearing a bra and a thong. Well, yeah, and what if it was April's time of the month? He like now has like a, a tampon. I, it's so butt. funny. You, you, I put that in my notes. <laughs> Jeff, I was like, does that does that get inserted in his body, or does that get pushed out? <laughs> the 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 rules of this time travel they didn't really think through, um, and then of course the turtles switch places and Mikey says, I'm going to wear these shorts. So the person coming back in my place doesn't show up bare butt naked. And the other turtles don't do anything. Well, Uh, no, no, it's not that it's, it's Splinter's fault. Splinter clearly wants to see four naked priests (laughs) because he stops him. He's like, no, no more funny business. Let's get going. And like, meanwhile, how long would it have taken them to put on some fucking shorts? Like, it's all no, for Splinter. the sight gag. It's all for the sight gag of how they end up. He says it like, no, 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 no more funny business. Just, just get the scepter. Yeah. Yes, we just get the time. scepter, please, 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 please. No please. time for shorts. Yes, yes. I'll be back here behind this window where you can't see my lower half. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Now time travel You'll quickly. See my, my one shoulder will be moving up and down, and that will signify that something is happening below the surface. But. It will be like Ninja Vanish. Um, so the the guy who comes in Mikey's place is wearing the shorts. The other guys are in some weird underwear that go that's connected from their neck down their torso, <laughs> up under their crotch, and then up around the butt, and it's tied. But none of them, you'll notice, Shaf, are wearing colored bandanas or knee pads or wristbands or elbow pads. Right. Uh, because how would we know which turtle is which in ancient Japan? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what I, they look like they were wearing Borat's bathing suit is basically like what it looks like for the, yeah, their yeah, costumes. Yeah. Um, so the only, I wrote in my notes, the only part I like about this movie where I will watch it, but then I usually stop watching, is the very beginning where... After the, the scene of the scepter getting thrown where it cuts to New York present day and the turtles just come out. It's like, and they're like doing their karate and swinging their weapons and just having a good time. I'm like, yes, Ninja Turtles, teenage, being teenagers, having a good time, even though the karate isn't like super duper impressive. It's just like, yeah, did a little kick. <laughs> like how many kicks can I do in this costume? <laughs> um, but still, the singing and dancing, which is very short-lived. It's only for about a minute until Raphael says, you know what? I'm going to destroy the radio. Mm, I'm so mad for no reason. Uh-oh, turtle tantrum. Uh-oh. Oh, Raph, come on. That's legitimately my favorite part yeah. of the um, whole movie. So this, this um, actress playing... April is the same actress that played April in Secret of the Ooze, right? Yep. You okay. got it. By far the prettier April. I'm just going to put that out there. By oh, far. my goodness. Like, ooh, con- why would you say something controversial yet so brave? <laughs> it's true, man. She's definitely the hotter April. There's no doubt about it. Um, 
<laughs> what I think is funny though is when she shows up, she's just got bags of trash. Like she literally bought gar like garbage, yeah, garbage. for the turtles. And she's like, "Here, have some garbage." She gives Mikey a lampshade. Yeah, why? It's like it's a Hawaiian lampshade. Why would you you're waste quirky, your money on Mike? This shit? Mike, so you're dumb. quirky. She refers to the scepter as a Japanese egg timer, which is to me just seems like borderline racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody knows if if the Japanese are timing eggs, <laughs> racist. <laughs> um, I did find it funny about April and this Asian man somehow weighing the same, and I'm thinking this actress is probably like, let's prove this. She was like, she probably like made sure they had to get on the scale or something, because that seems like an insult to April. <laughs> Or the guy's just a little guy. He could just be he a little look guy. So little. He didn't look super little. Tough to say. Tough to say. Um, I wrote, this is hearkening back to the, the very, very beginning of the movie. Before we see the turtles, I wrote here in the opening sequence, uh, you're seeing people sword fighting on horseback. And by sword fighting, I mean gently standing still on their horses while they tap their swords together. Yeah. Uh, very un, unimpressive sword fighting That's <laughs> on horseback. Movie. The the combat scenes, any fight scenes, the that fight choreography is so slow and like not aggressive, and it it's just very boring to watch. It's not not interesting. Didn't have the fight choreo of like the previous two movies by any means. Now, what do you think of Casey Jones? coming that, back in this movie. I, honestly, I felt really bad for, um, I think his actor name is Elias Cotia or something like that. Cotias. Um, it is. Yeah. Elias Cotias. <laughs> yeah. He got sidelined in the biggest way. Like why even have Casey in this movie? If you're not going to have him get in a single fight, he doesn't, he doesn't hit anyone. He's a once. babysitter. He is a babysitter. The entire movie, his, his alter, I don't even want to call him an alter ego, but maybe an ancestor, uh, wit, uh, is the character's name. Yeah. Who's back in the 1600s feudal Japan as like a pirate spy. I, I don't really know what exactly you would call him. <laughs> uh, but like he got way more to do, but really that could have been anybody. It didn't have to be Casey, uh, like a version of Casey Jones or something like, it just was really strange to me. Um, and I feel bad for him as, as an actor because he got brought back in. He's thinking, oh, I get to play Casey Jones again. I'll get to expand on this character. No, you're just babysitting a bunch of Japanese men in underwear. And he looks really too old to be Casey Jones in this. Yeah. But, I mean, he was born 1961. This movie came out in 1993. So he's in his 30s. He his early thirties and his hair was so like blown out. Like it, it looked like a look, wig. Yeah. It, it, it looked too perfect. Like it looked like he cared too much about what his hair looks like. And you know, it might've been like, depending on when they filmed the stuff, right? Like if they did all the ancient Japan stuff first, they shaved his head, he grew a beard and then he just wore a wig for the rest of the movie. Right. Um, yeah, I thought he was a little bit of a waste considering they got rid of him altogether in, in part two because they felt that the first Ninja Turtles movie was too violent. Yeah. And so you'll notice in the second movie, there's no Casey Jones and the Turtles do not use their weapons, period. 
in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. They'll use combat cold cuts. Oh, that's or, right. Uh, Leonardo will throw his swords into the ceiling and hold onto them and do some kicks. Or Mikey will use a yo-yo. But as far as their actual weapons go, they are not used in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. So they didn't have him in that. And then, of course, they said, forget it in this one <laughs> and just brought everybody back. Um, let's talk about the turtles. These turtles look a little different. Yeah, they're covered in these spots now that they didn't have in the previous movies with no explanation as to why. Like, why is this an upgrade? Why is this more accurate? Like, uh, there's no other attempt to make them seem more realistic. It's just they gave them, it almost looks like it's like turtle acne. Almost. And then also the shape of their face is a lot different. Um, I can tell you why the... In the previous movies, Jim Henson's Creature Shop did the Ninja Turtles, uh, but they did not do the turtles in this movie uh, for budget reasons because this was a, a lower budget Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, so they hired an outside company called All Effects Company, and they took over. They did all the animatronics, the effects, oh, and wow. the costumes. And so they don't look nearly the same. Personally, I feel like the turtles in Ninja Turtles 2 are the best looking in my mind, like if they were real turtles trying to look like the cartoons, I feel like that's what they would look like. But also they look good. They look pretty darn good at Ninja Turtles one also, in my opinion, but three leaves a little bit to be desired. Also, you can see very clearly in this movie, especially now, since, you know, we're watching it uh, in HD 10, 1080p, you can see the little holes under the mask where, where they can eyes, look out of. Yeah, yeah, where they can see. And they don't even try to hide it. <laughs> where you can't really notice it in the first movie. And it's a little more noticeable in the second one. But not so much where you it's distracting. But this time, anytime they had a close-up, I'd be like, dude, I can see where the, where, where the mask's eyes are, man. <laughs> like, you guys didn't even try. Um, this is the first movie with Corey Feldman back since the first movie. Yes. Yes. Now, there's moments in this. I don't know if you caught this one, Rob, but there's moments where Corey Feldman is clearly talking and we know that he's playing the voice of Donatello, but there are moments where it's not Donatello whose mouth is moving, but Corey Feldman's voice is coming out. Like it's confusing. Um, and it, I'm like, is Corey Feldman just voicing all of the turtles? Like they <laughs> all just sound like Corey Feldman. Um, I noticed that especially during the scene where they're, um, they're trying to rescue April from the prison where that the big uh, the big like prison guard is there. Um, and they're doing a ton of fat shaming, by the way. Um, yeah, they're doing some body shaming in this. <laughs> serious. Talk about weight in this movie. The concept of someone's weight matters way too much in this movie, whether it's if you're holding a scepter or if you're the prison guard and you get called things like fat boy or you get told. Yeah, blubber butt, they call them at one point. They say, tell him to pack a lunch. Better yet, pack three lunches. And then they're in <laughs> awe that he can lift himself while he's in the, the prison cell. <laughs> the sheer amount of time spent on this guy's Making poor, weight jokes yeah, on this one guy. Jokes. I'm like, this, yes, he's playing a character, but this is an actor. Like, this is a real person who is having to sit through this body shaming as part of his character. Like, that sucks. Well, 
I mean, I guess he knows what he signed on for. He's probably okay with it, or he just needed the paycheck, or some something in between. Well, and like the whole reason why they have to hide in the shadows is because people would think that they look like freaks. Like you would think that the turtles of all characters would not resort to that kind of like name calling because they know what it feels like to be, you know, looked at and judged like that. I think it's so inappropriate for the Ninja Turtles to be body shaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That did not age very well. No. <laughs> um, what do you think of this actor? Um, I'm trying to find his name here. So the the guy was, he was Shredder's sidekick in number one, and he took over the Foot Clan in number two, and then he showed up as uh, the, uh, the Lord. Lord Noriaga or something like that? Yeah, let me see if I can find this actor's name right here. Lord Noriaga. Sab Shimono is his name. Um Man, they didn't give him a lot to do either. Like, I felt like they just let him in because, like, well, hey, he's been in the last two. I don't think that's the same guy. It's I'm 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 pretty sure it is. Let me look up his. I'm gonna look up his credits right now. Yeah, I don't think uh, that's maybe, the same guy. Say maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm I'm incorrect. But we're gonna get to the bottom of this right now. Oh man, he's got a lot of credits, dude. Shoot, you need a you need a stoic Asian gentleman to be in your project. This guy is your man. <laughs> Dang, let's find him. So 1993, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Okay, let's go backwards. Uh, I'm going to look up. It um, is not. Well, no, he's only credited as uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. That's the right character, Lord Norinaga, right? Yep. I could have sworn it was the same guy as the other two. Uh, I'm looking up the full cast and crew of the first movie just to compare. Uh, His name is Tatsu, right? Yeah. That's uh, Toshi Shiru Obata. Oh, man. That sucks. This whole time I thought it was the same guy. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-oh. I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> no, I thought it was the same guy since I was a kid. I was, And I just always made that assumption. Uh, maybe if I went back and watched Ninja they do Turtles look similar, 2 more though, recently. And that's not, that's not like me. <laughs> I, they, do, they do legitimately look like similar men. So. Yeah, they're, they're very similar looking. Um, this guy was also in, he's been, man, this guy's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Samurai Jack as the emperor. Uh, let's see. Hawaii five O old dogs, Indiana Jones and the staff of Kings, whatever that is. I think that was a video game. Yeah. He's, he's been all over the place. Um, let's talk, keep talking about the supporting cast real quick. What about the, uh, the gentleman who played, oh gosh, let me, I have to go back. IMDb uh, uh, Walker. Yeah. Walker. Um, I mean, I thought he did a good job. I just, I'd never really understood why they had so many British people in feudal Japan. I guess I just didn't really know the history to say that that made a lot of sense. Like that just seems strange to me. Well, they, they made a point of saying, Oh, that explains why they speak English because they oh, were yeah. trading with the English. Yeah. Like exactly. they, they made a, a big point of letting you know why everybody speaks English, <laughs> or why everybody can speak English. Um, um Stuart they, Wilson. That's talk about name. like overacting all the characters that play like his, like cronies, um, his group of, I don't know, whatever you want to call them pirates. Yeah. There was Niles played by John yeah. Alleyward. 
Uh, it reminded me of like musical theater acting. It just felt like really big, like very exaggerated reactions to anything. That might be, they might be musical theater people, man. (laughs) Uh, this guy who plays, uh, who played, um, Oh God, not Niles. I, you just said his name and I forgot, (laughs) I forgot it already. Walker. Um, I'm looking through his credits right now and he's been in a lot of stuff too. He was in hot fuzz, a movie that I know, for a fact, you have not seen uh, <laughs> Dinotopia, Slow Burn. Let's see, Enemy of the State, The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. Let's see what else. Lethal Weapon Three. Losers always whine about their best. <laughs> so yeah, he's winners go home and stuff. fuck the prom queen. He's done a lot of TV stuff. Um, now the let me go back to my notes here. Cause I got, I got sidetracked on this whole, the whole, these side actors here. Yeah. Um, can I, can I mention something? So there's a, 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 this is, this is brought up multiple times in in the movie, but they reference the scroll and the scroll shows paintings or like drawings of four turtles. And this is like an old ancient scroll from, um, from Lord Noriega's or however you pronounce his last name, his name, um, his ancestors. So we're talking like generations ago. Yes. But there's no explanation like in the rest of the movie of any time that these turtles go back further into the past. Like, are we just supposed to believe that these Ninja Turtles, like this has happened before? Like, I I just, I don't get that. (laughs) Like, I think that they were drawn too closely to what the Ninja Turtles actually look like. Like, I think it should have been more implied that they are demons or like that this is a legend, but not necessarily reality. Like they, the way they drew them, it's like they were just looking at the costumes of Ninja Turtles and they were like, okay, let's just, let's just draw them as, as accurately as possible. If they're supposed to be like legends, it should, to me, it should have been something more implied where there's like, artistic license where it wasn't really like a full on realistic, like <laughs> photo. Yeah. It looked like if I or you drew Ninja Turtles right. and then, <laughs> and then like, they took oh, this them is an old scroll. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going to take a uh, shop strongs of these Ninja Turtles. And we're going to slap it on this scroll. <laughs> There's so much implied by the fact that these turtles exist hundreds of years before they actually appear. And the fact that they're already time travelers from the future. Like I, I just, that is a plot thread to me that just goes and is just left like with no explanation whatsoever. And I don't know if they left it open for them hoping for a sequel. Like where they go even further back in time. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know. I touched the scepter again. Oh no, (laughs) Mikey. (laughs) Why'd you do that? (laughs) You know that they're holding the scepter in the past. Gosh, (laughs) you know, somebody used ways exactly the same as you held that. (laughs) <laughs> Mikey. Yeah, I wrote that down. I said, is it just a coincidence that there were there were turtles in the past? <laughs> also, <laughs> you're you're right. When you're right, you're right, Shaf. Um let's see. I wrote uh they switch clothes when time traveling. Shout out to the guy wearing brawn panties. We already wrote we already talked about that. Um the face masks of the, of the samurai that the turtles end up wearing, like the face mask clearly gets larger to cover their face, like but Really, it should have just been whatever clothes that the guards were wearing. Like, yeah, to me that was a little much. Um, big quick shout out to, to and Leo. why was 
I oh hold on just on that on that subject real quick. So when they switched and went back into ancient Japan and were in the place of the people riding the horses, I think it's safe to assume that there was already one individual riding his horse backwards. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck Steve doing? Oh my gosh, I didn't even consider that. that <laughs> and, makes then, total sense. Yeah. and now Mike's on the horse backwards. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh quick shout out to Leo for making out with a little boy uh in a village way before mouth to mouth resuscitation is a known thing. Is that true? Okay, so hold on. When is when was CPR? Oh no 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 no. Sorry, I thought you meant when they made the movie that CPR wasn't a thing. Of course, it wouldn't be a thing in ancient Japan. Right, I'm saying yeah. like the 16th century. Oh, uh, he's casting an evil spell. Yeah, he's like putting his turtle lips on this little boy, like Getting that turtle with no tongue in there. Uh, he's just like, give me some room, guys. Give me some room. I need to make out with this kid. Like, what do you think? they're thinking what do you think the village is thinking? an evil spell yeah. clearly it's an evil spell he's trying to kiss that kid <laughs> and then the witch woman is like no let him do it yeah she's <laughs> like i want to see this turtle on boy action and that kid was not a good actor at all i mean he's 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 he doesn't move his body but his eyes are shut but he keeps moving his mouth it's like like he's just like getting comfortable laying there and he knows that a big animatronic turtle is about to kiss him and he's like hold still <laughs> this turtle smells like the rubber on the turtle mask he's about to get in my face like you could see it and you just know whoever's inside the turtle suit is like trying to slip tongue you know it's like all the way through that um let's talk about the turtle's behavior in this there's a there's two things that stick out of my mind where i'm like what are these turtles doing here uh number one where they rescue April and they're all by a river and April decides to tear her pants off. Yes. So she can have shorts and the turtle, all the turtles immediately drooling over (laughs) April (laughs) swing, as they say, doing the Wayne's world references and getting a little tiny. What what references? Wayne's world. I know you've never seen it. (laughs) Uh, but that's a quote from the movie implying that they're getting boners shopped, just so you know. Oh. Uh, they, they all say swing, and I was like, ew, they're little curved, like, gross little turtle boners. <laughs> as soon as <laughs> like, that scene happened, I was like, I don't remember this as a kid. Um, I don't remember her doing that, but now I'm thinking this movie was probably produced by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> it might have been. It's New Line Cinema. Yeah. <laughs> So it could have been very well, could have been. And there was another joke that made no sense. And I was like, why would you make this joke? Who are you talking to? What do you expect? Where all four of the turtles are in uh, Lord, whatever his name is, his compound. And they all come rushing in. And Donnie looks at them and goes, what were you expecting? Maybe uh, the Adams family? Yes. Like, what (laughs) kind of joke is that? Donnie. Yeah, know your audience. They don't know Adam's family. Yeah, I was like, and, and the Adam's family even being mentioned, period. 
I was like, well, okay, when when did the Adams Family movie come out? Maybe that was like a hot pop culture commodity at the time. Maybe it was but also from the same distribution, film distribution. Did Adams Family good question. Here I go. Adams Family Movie. Adams Family Values. What what, what company made this? The Adams Family movie. Here we go. Came out in 1991, so that was still a, a popular thing at the time here, you guys. Oh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say if it's New Line Cinema. I wouldn't be surprised, man. Um, but anyways, I thought that was such a dumb joke. I was like, why? Oh, I yeah. Get it. There's a lot of those moments. Uh, I was watching it on Amazon Prime, and you know how they have the x-ray option where it gives you trivia? as the thing Oh, I there was watched almost, it on Prime 2 and I forgot. Dang. There was almost no trivia, though. The only things that they showed were any time that a turtle would reference, hey, we're in Shogun, or hey, uh, this is like Bonanza, or some other stuff. Like It was whatever they were like referencing some other movie or TV show. That's what they would say. Oh, and this was this thing. I'm just like, this is not... This is not really good trivia. Like they did not. Shout out to to Mikey realizing they're in Shogun, (laughs) the dumbest turtle riding backwards on a horse. (laughs) Check it out, dudes! We're in Shogun. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. (laughs) We appreciate it, buddy. Um, Uh, There's a moment towards the end where Walker gets a hold of the scepter, yeah, and he's like trying to escape, and he's at the edge of like the. the castle's edge and on the other side of the castle's wall is just a huge drop into the ocean. Like it is definitely a death sentence for anybody who falls over that way. He's got the scepter and he's like, Oh, you want this? And then he throws it. Which direction does he throw it? He throws it towards the turtles. He does like a, like an underhand softball, like (laughs) toss into the air. But I'm like, you're right next to the ocean behind you throw the scepter backwards so they can't get it. Like, isn't that the point rather than throwing it towards them? So yeah. They and he has n- no it? stake in this whatsoever. He doesn't care if they get the scepter. He just wants to fuck over the turtles, <laughs> like <laughs> drop it off the edge. You're not wrong. And then he falls into the ocean, but is it just me or does he disappear before he even hits <laughs> yes, the water? I have this note. I have this note. I said, there's not a single splash visual effect. He just disappears when it when he passes through the water um, and the camera stays focused on him and you hear a splash sound effect. Like they went as far as to like get a sound effect for it. Yeah. But there's not a single splash that the waves just continue to like travel as whatever the recording of the waves was like. It is so um, lazy and really all they, all they needed to do was show him falling and then go back and cut to the turtles. And then you hear the splash sound effect. Like you don't need to focus on the water to see him disappear in the water. Like they, the fact that they focused, but then didn't have a visual effect to show the splash. It boggles my mind. Like it's so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's pretty silly. It's so easily avoided. (laughs) Um, there's a part where they're chasing Walker. This is before he gets up to that ledge. (laughs) and Mikey at one point they're like running through a hallway or whatever (laughs) and Mikey says smells like a geek ran through here hey I remember that what does a geek smell like and I was like I want to ask Wonder Rob what does Wonder Rob think a geek smells like and why Uh, do we think Walker is a geek like that to me is that this is the weirdest oh uh, I'm going to say Old Navy uh, Cologne and Taco Bell. 
That's what I smell like. <laughs> That's what I smell like. Uh, <laughs> I smell like um, Axe body spray, Axe deodorant, Axe body wash, and um, and yesterday's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, a geek in the dictionary is an unfashionable or socially inept person or a performer in a carnival or circus whose show consists of bizarre or grotesque acts. Oh, so whatever that person, the word geek has changed over the years. (laughs) Well, when I think of geek, I think of like those pinhead people from like, uh, uh, Amityville horror. Okay. Yeah. Or whatever. Like when I hear it used in that context, that's what I always think of like a weird, those weird pointy head people. Smells like a geek ran through here. And then of course, uh, I'm sure you've got more notes, but you know, they they managed to get the scepter back. They all decide, okay, we're gonna have to hold the scepter again, you guys, to get back. And Mikey and Raph are like, you know what? Actually, we're gonna stay because uh, present day sucks. All we do is live in the sewer, and nobody likes us. And uh, Leo and Donnie are like, what are you guys, fucking idiots? <laughs> Ancient Japan, <laughs> uh, why don't you go ahead and come back? And there's a big cliffhanger. Is Mikey going to make it in time? And I remember as a kid watching this and being like, Mikey didn't make it back. Like being really sad. Like, I can't believe they just didn't bring Mikey back. And then, of course, he comes back like two seconds later. The, uh, go ahead. I have something. I have notes about that. But go ahead. and if you Oh, I was. That was it. That was my only point. Just finishing up the story. How yeah. it ends. Um, to me, it felt so like I could understand uh, Raph's reasons maybe more than Mikey's. Uh, because they at least spend a little bit more time on on Raph, like in his interactions with Yoshi, this little kid, and connecting with them, and you know, and and Raph's sort of been like an outsider in many ways in the other movies. So for him to like find like a village that accepted him and stuff, like I think that little, I can accept that for him. But Mikey come out of nowhere suddenly has this feelings for Mitsu, who he already has talked to about how she's like together with Kenshin and he's like, I want to stay with you, babe. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> also you're a turtle, man. Yeah. Um, like what and, do you think's going to happen? Yeah. And Kenshin is about to come back. Like that's the whole point of this is, to and you're sh- probably going to die soon. You're a six foot or a five foot tall <laughs> mutated turtle, man. How long do you think you're going to live, dude? You're like, lucky when, you made it 15 is, years. This is so like for me being like a big fan of Michelangelo, feels the most anti-Mikey thing that he could have possibly chosen to do. Like, that just is really strange to me. Trying to creep on someone else's girl. Like, I just don't get it. (laughs) And the last note that I had was, why didn't the... They had this arbitrary rule about it being... The time travel is only going to work within these these 60 hours. So the, the people who had traveled into the future were like, let's wait the whole 60 hours. Instead of all four of them just touching the scepter again. Yeah. Immediately. And getting sent back. Because it's time travel. I can I can time travel to ancient Japan now and show up the next second. In theory. And I will have been gone for years, but that wouldn't you wouldn't see that. It would just be a second. Or like think about Avengers Endgame or Back to the Future, right? <laughs> I'd be like, just hold hold the scepter again. Okay. Want to go back? This place, this is scary. Okay, just hold it again. Boom. But of course, then you wouldn't have uh, four 
or five people plucked from ancient Japan watching hockey. Hockey. <laughs> but, is, but what you're saying is what they do at the end of the movie with to get Michelangelo back. Like the Asian man climbs up the uh, the fire escape thing, the little like ladder, and then they do the swap again just moments later and then Michelangelo does come back. Like, so what you're saying, it, like they, they clearly know that that's something they can do and they just chose not to. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, the rules to this are very clear based on how you've laid it out, but they chose not to do it. <laughs> and I was like, why'd you even set up the rules then? Oh man. I'm very, I'm very uh, picky when it comes to my time traveling rules. Oh Shaf. yeah. You got to stay consistent. If you set rules and you should, for a time travel movie, you should have rules. Um, then you have to work within that. Otherwise, you know, no one is going to appreciate that. And it just looks like you took your own creative license to make things work for your plot. But it's more, I think it's more interesting if you're presented with like rules that are really like very carefully laid out, then you know, the stakes are big because they have to do something a certain way or they're never going to come back like that. That would have been better. Yeah. Okay, so uh, start wrapping things up here. I do have some trivia for you. Just three pieces of trivia that I thought were interesting. So let me hit you with these, and then I'll let you get your final thoughts in about Ninja Turtles. Uh, The concept for this movie is very loosely based on a story called Masks from issues 46 and 47 of the original Mirage comics, uh, where the story features the turtles uh, traveling back to feudal Japan to fight an evil shogun and engage in samurai battles. So if you're curious about the source material, there you go. Uh, the producers invited Corey Feldman back to reprise his role as Donatello, which we already said, but this is what's interesting. And I, and you as a voice actor, Shaf, I'm, I'm curious to get your opinion on this. Okay. So the filmmakers told Corey that they felt bad about not casting him for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Use. And so they offered him the role for part three. However, when Corey Feldman asked for more money than the $1,500 he was paid for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Corey was told, yeah, but you were in rehab, and he was denied the raise and was only paid $1,500. Total? Total, to be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. $1,500 total for a feature-length movie that made $40 million? Yes, he, he... was paid a thousand five hundred. Oh my god! F- for the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, they asked him to come back. He said, "Can I have more?" And they said, "Well, you were in rehab, so no." And they paid him the exact same amount, a thousand five hundred. Um, the average audiobook pays more than that <laughs> these days, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't really say back then, but imagine getting a full length, fe- like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. And you get to voice one of the the turtles, and they're like, "Okay, it's a thousand five hundred." I mean, I guess the question would be, and you're a like, known actor. Yeah, that's the other thing is like he had star power. Like he wasn't just some actor. Like Corey Feldman at that time was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, he was he was regularly. on the downward, yeah, thing of his of his his career, but he was still yeah a known popular actor. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really crazy to me. Um, my guess is it if it probably wasn't just a flat fee. Maybe he was getting a percentage of royalties related to the movie. Um, it, to me, it seems odd that if it was just 1500 that's so low. Even at that time, that's so low. Yeah. 
thought you'd I thought you'd have some interesting opinions on that, and you did not disappoint. <laughs> uh, the last piece of trivia: um, the film was originally going to be followed by a fourth installment, a fourth Ninja Turtles movie called TMNT: The Next Mutation. Uh, in this concept, the ooze transformed the turtles and Splinter uh, while still in their bodies, causing them much more drastic second mutations where they would have individual powers. So not only would they be Ninja Turtles, but they would be a lot more grotesque when the second mutations happen and they'd all have individual powers. Um, another plan that was discussed was to add a fifth turtle named Kirby, named after Jack Kirby. But after the project got stuck in development hell and plans uh, for another movie, essentially they just fell apart. The concept of having the turtles mutate into creatures did see the light of day, show, though Shafta in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles New Mutation, uh, that TV show that we watched not too long ago. Or yeah, the next that's mu- right. The next mutation. Which was our me. first geek TV torture, I think. Yeah. And it also introduced another turtle named Venus de Milo. So there you go. All right. Any final thoughts on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Shaf? Why? <laughs> Why? We did not need this. We did not need this movie. Um, and... You know, I feel like the Turtles movies in general, after those first two, have been really plagued with problems and and just not being great movies. It's really a shame. Uh, Knowing that there's all this other Ninja Turtles content coming in the years, like, in, you know, I, I... I don't know how soon we'll get the next one, but I know there's at least a couple other There's comics. two. Yeah, there's a yeah. Seth Rogen one, and then there's another animated one. Or I might be getting them mixed up, but there's going to be a live action one, and there's going to be an animated one. Yeah. So, I mean, man, fingers crossed that they start getting things the right direction. Obviously, Ninja Turtles works a lot better, I think, as a cartoon or as like a uh, a TV show that has sort of like a serialized arc. Um the movies, they captured some magic with the first two and they just haven't been able to do it again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, teeny TMNT, the animated movie that came after this some years later, I remember yeah. not being bad, uh, no, but yeah, I don't really was, remember a whole lot about it. It was, but, uh, the character models were, were unique. They were a little bit different. Um, but I didn't hate that movie. It had, it was dark though. I mean, it was a little bit grittier. Um, I, but I didn't hate that about it either. So, yeah. And then of course the, the Michael Bay movies, the first one is just, it's not very good. And then the second one, they went full cartoon. They're like, forget it. We're making a live action version of the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Which while it's very dumb, I'll at least give it credit for, for taking that idea and committing to it. <laughs> Because that's exactly what they did, and they did not pull back. And individuals, they said, Bebop turned into uh, a pig because uh, his ancient ancestors were also pigs. (laughs) Okay, good to know. This man's ancestors were pigs. (laughs) And that's the explanation. Same with the rhino. Uh, So whatever, man. Uh, But yeah, this movie, while it was not as hard to watch as some other geek movie tortures we've done, because it still does hold a special place in my heart. It's still not that great of a movie. So maybe in another like 15 years, I'll watch it again. Or when my boy is old enough to start appreciating Ninja Turtles, maybe I'll walk him through yeah, the Ninja your Turtles. Yeah, boy, your boy's going to need his first cinematic disappointment. So you could you could both share that together. He's so funny because he knows what the Ninja Turtles are. He'll walk into my office and point at anything Ninja Turtles and say, Ninja Turtles. He'll go, the blue one, <laughs> the orange one. The purple one. But then I'll ask him, do you want to watch Ninja Turtles? And he goes, no. <laughs> Paw Patrol. <laughs> so go figure. 
All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am getting over a cold. That's going to wrap it up, guys, for this episode of Geek So To Speak podcast. Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end. We greatly appreciate it. If you want to find us on social media, well, let me tell you where you can find us. You can find me on social media at WonderRob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find the co-host with the most, Shoff, S-H-O-F-F-V as in voice, O as in over, on Instagram and Fiverr for any voiceover needs, any and all voiceover you need at reasonable prices. He is a pro voice actor, level one, I might add, That's right. which is which is a badass. So check out Shaf, a VO on Fiverr. You can follow our corrections department on Instagram and Twitter at Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. And like I mentioned before, keep an eye on animation fascination because it's making its glorious return in the year 2020. And you can follow our comic-loving friend, Vactor, at Vactor, V-A-C-T-O-R, on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to check out his podcast, The Seasons Change Podcast, available anywhere you get your podcasts. And thank you, listeners, for making it all the way to the end again. Happy Thanksgiving. Have some turkey for us. Give your loved ones a hug, unless uh, you're estranged, and then, you know, talk smack about them on Twitter. For (laughs) us. (laughs) <laughs> all right Shaf. any last words before we get out of here um last words would be that you won't hear from me next week. oh that's right i almost forgot tell him Shaf. tell him uh i'm getting married next week so what? i am taking the week off uh because i'll be traveling uh so i won't have i won't be in my studio i won't have access to my equipment uh so i will be uh not on the podcast next week but we still will be providing you with all the latest and greatest geek news um, because Wonder Rob has got uh, the podcast on lock, and uh, he's going to bring on both. We got some guests. We got, we got some, some guests, guests for next week. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Um, but you'll see me in a couple of weeks, and when I come back on the podcast, I'll be a married man. Shaf will finally have lost his virginity. Can't wait. Yes. It's going to be great. I've heard. I've heard great things about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're all lies. Don't listen to them. That's the devil's trick, Shop. <laughs> so, folks, uh, I will see you in two weeks. You'll see Wonder Rob next week. Same geek time. Same geek channel. See you later, guys. Happy oh, Thanksgiving. That, that was a tough one. I got a cold. I couldn't do it full, full out. Oh man. You guys are fucking lame. Hey, Joey. I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Oh, well, I don't know. What? Chicken? Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Okay. Get a pizza. Excellent. Get a pizza. Get real. You got it. Let's see if Joey's that smart. I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to them. Cowabunga!